This week on Another Digital Citizen, we wrap cheese around a peeled banana and eat right away. Yours for treats, CB. Another another digital another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of uh, Another Digital Citizen. I'm Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? You want to hear a very stupid knock knock joke? Uh, sure. Uh, knock knock. Who's there? Uh, tired. Uh, tired who? I'm tired. I don't think that's a joke. See? I think that's just a, a statement of fact. It's a, a, sta- a, sta- a statement of fact? Well, it's kind of both, yeah, I guess. Yeah, uh, Luke woke me up uh, at uh, 8.30, at uh, 7.30, sorry. Uh, I can't, see, I can't even uh, know the fucking time. It could have done that I didn't sleep for two nights in a row. Could be that. Okay, why why didn't you sleep? Uh, Heat wave. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, heat definitely makes it harder to sleep. I hate sleeping when it's super hot outside. I think that's... I remember hearing something, and I don't know if it's true, that, like, if you really Mm -hmm. want to fall asleep, you have to cool your your body temperature to, like, a certain number Mm -hmm. of degrees lower than normal. That is true, yeah. I don't know if that's actually true, but... It, it, I think it's true. I know that, like, anecdotally, <laughs> if you go into a hot tub and then you get yeah. out, afterwards oh, you feel yeah, you get sleepy. So yeah, so it yeah, makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. It makes total sense. Uh, I had a very cold shower uh, on Monday. That was good. Um, I, I don't think yeah. it works in reverse, though, right? If you have like a, no. if you go into the cold and then you go back into the heat, no. I don't think it. Yeah, I think it. No. maybe it's does so the exact opposite. The, yeah, it, 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 you 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 stay more awake, actually. Yeah, it can also have done with me drinking uh, Monster uh, without sugar Hamilton edition uh, the other day or the other night, I should say. Um, because I am kind of caffeine uh, sensitive, so I shouldn't drink it too late. Hamilton edition. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? It shot itself, or sh- it shot? It got shot. <laughs> no, Lewis Hamilton, the dr- driver. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I thought you were talking about Hamilton, like the president, or I mean the not president. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't understand why he would, Monster would be sponsored by Hamilton. Like, the play? Or the... <laughs> uh, Monster Energy doesn't really sponsor a lot of, like, uh, Broadway. Actually, that would be hilarious if Monster Energy drinks sponsored Broadway plays more. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to see the cats version of uh, of monsters. Monster cats. Monster, monster, cat. Yeah, <laughs> monster presents cats. With uh, starring Sean White. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Is that because we talked about Sean White, you and me, <laughs> the other day? <laughs> Did we talk about it on the show? I don't remember when we talked no, about it. No, no, no. It was on uh, uh, Saturday. Yeah, probably. We yeah, yeah. No, we didn't talk about it on the show. Ken, uh, maybe Ken Block could be uh, <laughs> could be in there. One of the, you know, <laughs> he's like drifting around the cats as they're singing. Yeah. Oh, oh, there, there, there are some like brand integration that would make place uh, very, very fun. Oh yeah, that could yeah. be good. The fiddler on the roof comes down uh, in a parachute <laughs> and lands on the roof, <laughs> and it's and got a Red Bull logo red, on it. Red yeah. Bull give me wings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't understand why these companies aren't sponsoring more plays. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Oh. The world should be glad that we're not millionaires. <laughs> right? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, God. Oof. Lame, yeah, no. Uh, Lame is brought, brought to you by Bang Energy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Memories of the drink I drank last night. It was Bang Energy. It was so good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have never had the bang, uh, actually. I have had Red Bull. I have had Monster, of course. Uh, my favorite. Um, if I want to drink energy drinks. Um, I hate... Uh, without, I, I really yeah. hate Monster Energy. I, I think it's really gross. I've never had a bang either, though. I know... Right. They have, like, so many flavors, so there's probably a flavor I'd like, but bang in and of itself, the company... Specifically, the CEO is incredibly cringy, mm. so I, I don't, <laughs> I uh, avoid it. But but uh, he, here's the real question: Would you drink a prime energy? I've, I haven't tried that either. I heard there is no. some discussion going on in the U.S. Mm -hmm. about regulating it because of the insanely high caffeine content. Because some kid died from drinking it Ooh. from a, a heart attack or a heart condition he ha had a previous heart condition and ate and drank like right. multiple primes and yeah yeah that's not really their fault to be completely i think it's more that they're fair. marketing it to children more than anything else yeah i agree to that yeah no that's disgusting like, right you should never uh market an energy like, drink yeah <laughs> energy drink to a child i mean when i grew up now now we're going to sound old again uh but i remember like very direct uh, to uh, kids commercials when i grew up like even in norway uh there was a tv station called uh, tv3 that was allowed to do it because they didn't have headquarters in uh, Norway, but in in the UK. Sure. So uh, they were the the channel that sent you all the like My Little Pony uh, commercials or Pokemon commercial or like whatsoever. Um, uh, that wasn't allowed by any like uh, uh, Norwegian channel. I remember, yeah. Just like commercials in general, or like 
advertising no, to kids. Uh, directed to kids, yeah, yeah. I think the biggest problem even... with Prime is that it's advertised to kids as a hydration drink right. when it's actually an energy drink, right? Like, if you yeah. were to market Red Bull to kids, which, yeah. I mean, to really date ourselves, I grew up and there was Joe Camel, right? So, Oh, my God, yeah. I mean... Uh, <laughs> Joe Cavill. Marketing Red Bull to kids is like different yeah. because it's marketed as an energy drink, where uh, mm. Prime is marketed as a hydration fuel or whatever, well, which is like I I think that's because there's two versions of Prime. I mean, there is the energy uh, portion of it, and there then there's the one without coffee. I, I think it's that well. kids are dumb. And when they hear yeah. hydration, they're like, oh, if I drink four of these, I'm going to be super hydrated. And then right. they die of a heart attack, right? That's the problem. <laughs> and the worst thing is that you probably lose more hydration if you just, like... Uh, drink caffeine? Co yeah, caffeine, caffeine is a... Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? It makes you pee. It makes you... It dehydrates you, so... And then mm. it makes you want to drink more of whatever you were drinking. And so it's actually, you know, smart... Uh, smart marketing, I guess, but also dangerous. Right. Talking about marketing, uh, what was the last movie that you remember when where marketing uh, destroyed your enjoyment of the movie? M marketing? Because mm. marketing like happened before in... I see the movie. No, so. no. In, in the movie. Oh, marketing in the movie. Oh, what was that? Mm -hmm. I mean... That Addison Ray movie, she's all that. I mean, that was. Oh the... yeah, that was terrible. Yeah. Or I guess it was called He's All That, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's probably. That was incredible. Like you couldn't avoid the insane amount of marketing that was in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, TikTok and all the other shite. I just remember PepsiCo. Anyway. PepsiCo was like branded in that movie. It was like you couldn't avoid mm. PepsiCo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about uh, the neighbor to my west. Uh, yeah, it would be to the west, yeah. A little, yeah. Southwest? Southwest. Uh, Sweden. Uh, the worst uh, country of the Nordic countries, of course. Uh, I would say Denmark, number one. Uh, Norway, number two. Uh, Finland, then Sweden, in that order. Okay. If uh, anybody, yeah. I did, I'm or wondering. That's interesting that you put that number one mm. and you guys number two. But I, I mean, they have. And wasn't it the like the, ha the happy, <laughs> the happiness index or whatever is probably what you're going yeah. by, which I've heard of. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um. Uh. But yeah, they uh, are a little closer to to joining NATO, maybe. It sounds like it's actually going to happen. Is what we're hearing. Um. I even this morning somebody's. In the news that I was listening to, just said Sweden is is now part of NATO. So I don't know if something's changed this mm. morning, but this is from last night. Turkey this week finally agreed to back Sweden's bid to join NATO, following a series of concessions from uh, defense allies. Turkey's president Erdogan drove a hard bargain to make a U-turn and was seemingly rewarded with converted F-16 fighter jets from the U.S. That's why they agreed, because we gave them weapons, obviously. 
Completing mm-hmm. Sweden's ascension to NATO is a historic step that benefits the security of all NATO allies at this critical time and makes us stronger and safer, said uh, Jens Stoltenberg, uh, the Secretary General of NATO. Mm. Do you know what country is he is from? I think he's from that uh, Norway place. Yeah, I have heard of that Norway place. Uh, you're one of the founding members of NATO, so... <laughs> Yes, we are. We are the we had the first um, uh, minister of NATO. Yeah, um, and you're yeah. all up in the n- negotiations as far as because there was a summit, or there is a summit currently happening. I should say a NATO summit, and so um, mm-hmm. I think it's in Lithuania. I want to say, yeah. That that's the first place that comes to my mind if I think of n- negotiation in a nice place, Lithuania. Well, if you don't want to be bothered by anybody else, I guess Lithuania is not a bad place to go have a meeting. I would go to Switzerland, like every other fucking contract that has been in the world. Switzerland is very nice, and it's also very privately. Isn't, didn't we talk recently that Switzerland just turned around and, and was like, we're going to be on against... Uh, like, it was the first time ever that Switzerland was like, we're going to um, back a certain country against another country, was against Russia really? just recently, yeah. Oh. So maybe that has something to do with it. Could be. But yeah, no, I am very happy about this. Uh, I think a, a strong NATO is a good NATO. That is my uh, very unbiased opinion about that. Uh, especially when I don't like being a member of the EU. Um, I think NATO has a bigger role than uh, uh, the EU to be 110% honest. Even though they tried... Maybe like four, five, six years ago to make their own fucking army. That didn't really go well. Um, but yeah. I think the interesting part here is that Erdogan, who is a terrible person and a terrible leader. Mm. Um, Very much so. He did this specifically to because the US said, we'll give you weapons. Um, mm. He wasn't doing this because he said that Sweden was against Muslim people. That was the whole no. reason that this wasn't happening. And now he's like, well, you're giving me fighter jets? Okay, so, like... Mm. I, it's weird for NATO to trust him in this situation. It seems like uh, one of those situations where it's like, my, uh, my enemy... Uh, my A friend of my enemy is... Or, or um, the enemy of my enemy is a friend of mine. That's what it is, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I don't... I don't really understand it, to be 110% honest. Uh, I think they are just, uh, like you said, uh, they are a shit country with a terrible uh, leadership uh, right now, and um, uh, they are not really an ally of anybody, so... They are just doing them this for themselves, sadly. They don't have any principles, and the principles they do have are terrible. So we bombed a, uh, I think it was a Taliban leader or Taliban group in Syria this week. The U.S. did, okay. and it was a it was a big story at least here in America. And the Russians apparently interfered. That was a big story. Um, 
So oh. for us to back, or for Erdogan to be backing this situation against Russia when we're also bombing mm. Muslims in Syria, who he's probably also mm. backing, to be honest, um, mm-hmm. he's playing both sides of the field. We're giving him way more power now, and this guy is a crazy yeah. person. So, And we're also giving him weapons. It's just mm. all around a bad idea, in my opinion. Yeah. Could somebody ask me again how Osama Bin Laden is and his people got their weapons again? I seem to remember that the Taliban got their weapons from somewhere. You should probably Gosh. just go watch the end of um, uh, <laughs> Rambo, right? Rambo, yeah. Right, where they they thank the Taliban or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's the Mujahideen. That's who, yeah. Muj- well, uh, same shit, new rapping. Exactly. Uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, let's talk about another country I'm very fond of, uh, United States. Uh, is it much better than Turkey? I'm not sure. <laughs> We're working together now, so... Ooh, 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 me sh- uh, firing shots, ooh. Uh, but yeah, uh, the US says that uh, missing uh, GOP whistleblower is an arms trafficker. And a Chinese agent. I wonder why they are saying that. It's not like they have him in their basement somewhere or anything. Is that what you think? Because he's he's missing, right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. the Department of Justice, Justice announced Monday in an indictment against Gal Luft. Um, that's the person you're talking about. The An mm-hmm. Israeli-American co-head of a Maryland-based think tank. Uh, they're indicting him on charges related to the foreign agent's Registration Act, Luff currently a fugitive from American authorities, has been touted by American Republicans as a potential whistleblower against the Biden family, including Hunter Biden. Luff was initially arrested in Cyprus in February and fled the country after being released on bail. A six-count indictment was released Monday. Charges included offenses related to willingly failing to register under the foreign... Agents Registration Act, arms trafficking, Iranian sanctions violations, and false statements to federal agents. The charges against him uh, could be up to 100 years in prison. In a statement, the U.S. attorney alleged that Luft had subverted foreign agent registration laws in the United States to seek to promote Chinese policies by acting through a former high-ranking U.S. government official. So this was all also happening during the Trump administration, I, sh- I should say, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when he's found hanging from the roof in some uh, South American country uh, under suspicious circumstances, I'm just saying that, well, I called that. <laughs> because Luft claimed in February... A- His February arrest was an attempt by the federal government to prevent him from exposing corruption by uh, President Biden, specifically that the Biden family had benefited financially from their relationships with individuals connected to the Chinese military. He claimed in 2019 he had provided evidence of the Biden family's wrongdoing to federal authorities. So that's why he's claiming that he's being persecuted by the Bidens, obviously. Do you know what? It wouldn't fucking surprise me. 
it is kind of um, a weird coincidence that Hunter Biden was also, um, um, how do I put this delicately, involved with certain companies in Ukraine. <laughs> also. Huh. Right. Hmm. Hmm. Right before everything happened in Ukraine. Yeah. Hmm. It's almost like if we had a, a, a pin board and we're like having a lot, a lot of yarn, we could make a lot of conspiracy theories. We could connect China and Ukraine uh, and the U.S. military apparatuses directly to mm. the Biden family. It's almost like we could do that. Mm. I don't know, though. I'm, 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 I don't have any string. You're just... So, yeah. <laughs> you have no strings attached. I, I don't have any strings uh, strings to attach. Yeah, cool, Panaka. Uh, well, Canada, uh, your northern brothers, is uh, uh, before we go into this, is is your relationship with Canada our relationship with Sweden, or is it just? I think it's probably closer to be honest. Yeah. Okay. But mostly because we, like, we're more of, like, I don't know how to describe it other than, like, Canada is, it follows our lead more than Sweden follows your lead. Uh, that's what, okay. the, yeah, that's okay. the best way to say it, yeah. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Canada poses use of clutter bombs. Uh, that is, uh, United States are sending to uh, Ukraine. I agree with Canada. Canada is against the use of cluster munitions that the, the U.S. has promised to give Ukraine for its counteroffensive against occupying Russian forces. The U.S. said on Friday that it would supply Kyiv with, with the widely banned bombs as part of a new $800 million security package the U.S. <coughs> uh, US military is sending as aid, more than $400 billion since Russia's February 22 invasion. Uh, Ukraine has welcomed the U.S. decision, saying it would help liberate the Ukra certain Ukrainian territories. Cluster mu munitions, though, typically... Uh, oh, sorry. Cluster munitions typically release large numbers of small bomblets that can kill indiscriminately in a large area. Uh, U.S. allies Germany and the U.S. Secretary General Antonio Guterres has expressed their opposition to the U.S. sending these munitions. The bombs are prohibited under the Convention of Cluster Munitions, which was openly signed in 2008 in, guess what, Oslo, uh, where more mm. than a hundred countries signed the signatory uh, to not use these weapons in war. Russia, Ukraine, and the United States were among the countries that did not sign this convention. Yeah. Uh, most, uh, I guess the point is most of the world considers these weapons a war crime. Except for uh, the specific countries that are involved right. in this conflict. In this, this, <laughs> this little thing here. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing because it's, it's such a weird weapon. It's a little, so, um, I remember I saw this uh, documentary uh, some years ago about uh, uh, what Nepalm does to to a population and it is one of the most like fucking brutal weapons of all time like your skin fucking boils off your fucking 
uh, yeah, of your your skin, uh, and it's just like it's terrible. And if you throw yourself in the water because you think that will make it better, it actually makes it worse because that's how Nepalm is actually made. Made. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's a it's a terrible thing. And uh, as someone that uh, look at themselves as a ultimate pacifist, I'm against any form of of weapons being used in any form of conflict uh of course i'm against this as well it's just like it's a it's just shit weapon used against shit people it does not matter that uh it's against uh like russia it's a well, that's just it's it. It's idea. being used not in Russia. It's being used in Ukraine. Yeah. And the thing about these specific cluster, like cluster bombs, is that they're more like landmines than they are mm-hmm. like napalm. Because there's yeah, like a ten yeah. percent failure rate of these things, where they mm-hmm. land on the ground and don't explode, and then yeah. they're just left there for a little kid to find and blow up in ten years or whatever, just like landmines. So that's why they're yeah. banned in most countries, right? Um, yeah. Another interesting thing is that the U.S. Remember uh, when weapons uh, factories made fucking line mines to look like kids' toys, so kids could fucking get them up. Remember up that them. Robin Williams that was... movie, Toys? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh. Everybody go watch Robin Williams' Toys uh, during Christmas. Yeah. That's a that might be my favorite Christmas movie. A lot of people say. Uh, Die Hard. I think Toys is my favorite Christmas movie. But like I was saying, mm-hmm. and the most interesting thing about this is there's footage of the press secretary of the United States from six months ago denouncing the Russian use of cluster bombs. And now we're yeah. doing the exact same thing. I think my favorite is Gremlins, by the way. Gremlins is a good one. But I think Toys... Yeah. I like... Toys, maybe more. Toys is up there. Yeah, Toys is... I, I like... Just, you know, uh, here's a fact about me. I like Die Hard 3 best of all Die Hard movies. So I'm the weird one. Yeah, yeah that's definitely uh, weird. I think Toys... I know. It, it's got that Simpsons thing where it predicted the future. Yeah, where a lot, yeah. I like Toys, yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's a terrible idea. I'm against it. Don't fucking do this. It's a uh, it's a shit idea. Let's see if uh, there are other people that does uh, shitty thing in the world other than everybody else. Uh, North Korea, for example. I mean, they are not a terrible country to live in. Um, <laughs> absolutely no one. Uh, well, other than the propaganda from North Korea, I'm assuming. Uh, warns that it may sh- shoot down the U.S. pipelines if it's violating its airspace. You know what? I understand this. <laughs> As someone that's against the, the war, I understand this. Like, sending, like, uh, spy planes over North Korea is not maybe the smartest. I think this reaction is because North Korea just found out that drones exist. That's my thought. Yeah. Because they're so disconnected <laughs> from the rest <laughs> of the world. <laughs> they just found out like, that drones are a thing. What the fuck is this? Yeah, they just yeah. saw one. They're like, what the fuck was that? What was that thing? Is that a UFO? <laughs> UFO? Yeah, exactly. 
but North Korea accused U.S. spy planes of violating its airspace, threatened to shoot them down, uh, which is ramping up tensions just before NATO leaders meet this week in Lithuania for the annual summit. A spokesman for the North Korean Defense Ministry said the U.S. was engaging in, quote-unquote, the most undisguised nuclear blackmail by planning to bring nuclear-armed submarines to its peninsula and conducting, quote-unquote, hostile espionage activities by flying flying spy aircraft over its east and west coast uh, through South Korea. So, Mm -hmm. they're accusing the U.S. of spying on them? Right. Um, it appears that's, to be... Uh, uh, maybe that's because you fucking do it? I'm not surprised that we do. You know, we back mm. South Korea, and we want to know what the hell's going on there. The person who actually came out and said all this stuff wasn't Kim Jong-un, it was his sister. Which is super mm. interesting, because she seems to be kind of the spokesman of that country now. Um, mm. She's the boss lady of North Korea. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. No, not boss baby. I said boss lady. <laughs> oh, I, I, I thought you said boss baby. <laughs> she is kind of the boss baby <laughs> of, of North Korea also, but... <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was talking more like, uh, what's her name? Uh, the boss from WWE. That's who I was... Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wins McMahon. No, the boss, the the lady from WWE. Oh. L- literally said lady, and then you said Vince McMahon. So I don't. <laughs> oh, I, I I didn't hear you said lady, and you know, I was like, hmm, okay, hmm, okay. Oh, uh, so it, by yeah. the way, on the sidebar here, North Korea fires first ICBM in three months after m- making threats over alleged U.S. spy flights. That just is now coming out this morning. So. Mm. That's good. That there's that that's good. Uh, I googled fun facts about Lithuania. Do you want to hear a fun fact about Lithuania? Okay, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they have a cocoa constitution. We Lithuanians are proud to let our freak flag fly. That's why there's a place in Lithuania where dogs rights to be a dog is granted by the constitution. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, that place is the Republic of Uzbis, uh, that is located a slap bang in the center of Vilnius. We're not sure mu- how much weight this document holds legally, but uh, of, uh, but it's choke full of nuggets, like everyone has the right to understand nothing. That's good. Constitution. Okay. Yeah. For some reason, their last two Eurovision songs both had the word Monica in them. I'm not sure mm-hmm. why. Their national sport is basketball. That's basketball. Yeah. Like the movie by Trey Parker no, and Matt no, Stone, no, basketball. No, no, no. I, I I said it like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's basket. Yeah. Basketball. You know, that, remember, uh, have, I I watched base. I remember watching basketball, that movie, so and 
I love that movie. The locker room scene, I think I was watching it at a friend's house and their parents made us turn it off and I had to watch it late because of the... Remember his giant dick in that scene? I do remember. I remember the parent walking in and being like, what the fuck are you watching? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I think it's uh, one of their most underrated uh, movies ever. I think uh, everybody forgets it, it exists, even, yeah. Oh, I agree, yeah. I think their uh, Cannibal, the musical, is maybe a notch better. But I think that was I before like they were, like, actually famous, though. You know what I mean? That was, like, pre-famous Matt Stone and Trey Parker, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's a little, like... Uh, my favorite. <laughs> it's a little like my favorite uh, movie uh, of uh, the Lord of the Rings guy is is not Lord of the Rings but Brain Dead. Oh, I just meant like uh, people will know all their stuff after you know they got famous. So basketball right. people forgetting about that is more unlikely than for them to not know. That that was my point, but never mind. Oh yeah, no, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Anyway, uh, we're all over the place. Welcome to this episode of uh, this podcast. A very... I just woke up 30 minutes ago edition. Uh, Leslie Van Houten is a name that I haven't heard in very many years. Uh, If uh, you don't know who she is, listener, you are uh, totally fucking excused because... Guess what? Uh, she is uh, just a Charles Manson follower. Uh, but yeah, uh, she has been released from prison almost now a uh, half century after the killings. Uh, the Charles Mans- Manson follower, Leslie Van Houten, a former homecoming princess who at 19 helped carry out the shocking killing of a wealthy Los Angeles couple at the direction of uh, a Manipulative cult leader Charles Manson uh, was left set, let out of California prison Tuesday after serving more than 50 years of a life sentence. Van Houten, now 73, was released to parole supervision by the California Department of Corrections and Rehabil- Rehabilitation. She left the California Institute for Women in Corona. Uh, in early morning hours and, and was driven to transitional ho- housing. Uh, the 1969 slayings and subsequent trials captivated the nation during the era of the Vietnam War and the Civil Rights Movement and the assassination of Martin Luther King and Robert F. Kennedy. These all were happening at the same time as the Manson killings. Mm-hmm. It, it, what do you think about this, I guess, before I go into what I think? Uh, I, I think... Uh Long prisoners uh, sentencing like this uh, is a deterrent for for other people to do it. I know that uh, not everybody fucking agrees uh, with me, but uh, um, yeah, I mean it's. I I think long prisoner prison sentences is better than the death penalty because the death penalty is actually a little too easy in my eyes, uh, but uh, yeah, why not let her, like, if she has recovered all, after all these years, why not? I think the one thing about her specifically is that she was literally brainwashed by this person mm. into doing it, like, she wasn't herself when she did these things, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. and 50 years later, she's going to be a whole different person, 
than the yeah. brainwashed person that did these things to begin with, who was brainwashed yeah. by this man. You know, she was in a cult. So, mm -hmm. yes, she did some terrible things, but she wasn't herself at the time, if that makes sense. Yeah. I also think it's interesting, now that she gets out, is she going to find it out that the CIA was possibly behind all of this? And MK Ultra. <laughs> I mean, just go look up uh, CIA.gov, literally a government website. There's a thing that says Chaos, Charles Manson, the CIA, and the secret history uh, of the 60s. This is from CIA.gov, and you can look that up. It's literally a government website. So, yeah. You think she's going to... If I was her and I found out, hey, wait a second, the CIA used mind control against this guy who mind controlled me and then put me into prison for half a century, I think I might be upset. But I don't know. Maybe she already knows. Uh, I think she knows. You would think somebody in prison would have been tipping her off. Like, hey, did you hear about this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Howard Professor uh, believes that he has found fragments of alien technology, or as we call it, Apple products. <laughs> uh, Avi Loeb, who we've talked a lot about on this podcast, mm -hmm. I don't think yeah, either of yeah. us trust this guy with a 10-foot pole. No, not whatsoever. Uh, he believes he may have found fragments of alien technology from a meteor that landed off Papua New Guinea in 2014. Loeb and his team just brought the materials back to Harvard for analysis. U.S. Space Command can now confirm with almost 99.999% certainty that it came from another solar system. So this isn't just from him, U.S. Space Command. What? I think that's the Space Force, Fro. The government gave Loeb a 10-kilometer radius where it may have landed. Uh, their calculations allow them to chart the potential path of the meteor. These Those calculations happen to carve a path right through a projected 10-kilometer range that came from the U.S. government. Loeb and his crew took a boat out there called the Silver Star. The ship took numerous passes over the projected path, and the researchers combed the ocean floor for this meteor. Um... Mm. We found, this is a quote from him, Loeb, we found ten spherical, oh, spherules that are almost perfect spheres or metallic marbles. Uh, when you look at them through a microscope, they look very dis distinct from their background. They have colors of gold, blue, brown, and some of them resemble a miniature earth. Their composition analysis shows that the spherules are made of 84% iron, 8% silicon, 4% magnesium, and 2% titanium. Uh, they're sub-millimeter in size, and they found around 50 of them in total. So, we got a picture of them there. Do you see the picture? Yeah, I see the picture, yeah. I mean, they don't... That's just it. Like, gravity creates spheres... Like, that's why planets are spherical, is because of rotation in gravity causes things right. to become spherical, right? So, for them to be spheres does not in any way indicate that they're alien to me. But it is very, very interesting. I do think that it's interesting. It looks like nothing that I have seen before, but then I am. I do, I, if, it, if, like, 1% of this was unknown elements... Like, yeah. unknown types of, like, uh, 
metals or something that we'd never seen before, then I'd be I'd be more interested. But I don't trust this Avi Loeb guy. He's a real charlatan, I think. He is definitely a charlatan. Uh, that is very very. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Uh. Hey, look. Knock knock. Who's there? Baby. Baby who? Baby, you were born. Your life became a comedy show. Oh, I thought you were going to say baby, 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 who? Baby, who? Baby, baby, baby. baby, baby. baby See, that's baby, a good knock-knock joke, actually. That is also a good good knock-knock uh, joke. Uh, yeah, we, we talked about it uh, last week. Uh, Trun uh, giving birth to a kid all alone, uh, of course, because he's a man. Um, he did it all by himself. That's at least what he is going to tell the truth about. Okay, hello, this is Tron where Tron tells the truth. I was off last week because something extreme happened in my life. I became a father. Yeah, last week I had to rush to my hospital because my wife was pregnant and she was feeling the kid was coming. Well, I will not go in detail, but it was a hard fight and we stayed in the hospital for three days. So, and again, I'm glad. Glad because you have a healthcare system who works. You have a healthcare system who doesn't depend on how deep a wallet you have. That, that they also had the healthcare people come home to us after the event to control and check with us that everything was okay with the mother and child is one of the things that I'm happy to while I'm living in Norway. I don't brag about this because, I'm, because I feel better than anyone else. I want everyone else to have this. This is what true richness really is like. Becoming a father is an extreme event. I have to take care of a child that I created. It's strange, it's scary, and even how many people who told me you can do this and do that, how many books there is. You can Google everything right now, but still it isn't the same. It is scary, it's frightening. What if my child become a mean person? Have I ever been a mean person? Maybe I have. Well, well, how was my parents? Why did I become the person I became? Why did I do the things I do? Think like the various to think. Over the years, I became father when I was 48. I think it's a good idea for me, exactly. I don't say it's good for everyone else. But I had my troubles. Then I had time to reflect on a lot of things. I thought it was good and was but was definitely not very good. I don't want to pass down those not so very good things to a child. Somebody said like, yeah, but he's your son, he inherited them anyway. I not, do not agree. Because people sometimes become fond when they're not ready for it, take those bad things over to the child before it's too late. That is not good. This become an extreme event, maybe more extreme for my wife and the, all the pains of the shit was going through. It was scary, but now it's scary nice and I'm exhausted. That all these things doesn't mean that I'm gonna be left to do nothing. I still gonna have Trump tells the truth. I still gonna make hard politic statements. I still gonna talk from <laughs> my stomach, I don't know what you say in American. Because there are a lot of things I've had to issues. People people are not prioritize in healthcare. 
There are a lot of debates, environmental debates, healthcare debates, and so on and so on and so on. I don't feel that some, this segment I have every week is enough. During this year, I've, talk, I've been talking a lot about making an own show. I will still have to talk the truth. We will call it the whole withdrawn. It's going to be a longer segment, a longer, <laughs> longer tale of things. And you're going to address guests and a more deep and hard conversation. I'm not getting milder, more soft to come help with my father. Some issues had to be addressed and had to be addressed hard. I'm still not going to be a conservative like, oh, see me, I have a, I'm a father, I'm going to stop censoring things, stop, stop censoring things, or not do this and do that. I'm still the person that I always been, but I have responsibilities more than I ever had in my life. I'm a, I am bringing a new citizen to the world. So, I want to make this world better. I cannot change it, I cannot revolutionize it, but my son has made me want to do this even more, more than ever. I'm still gonna kick it, I'm still gonna scream, and I'm gonna still make a noise. Even if my local party here in Bergen are angry at me, other politicians on the left or right are angry at me, I'm more motivated than ever. I have to make a better world, not only for me and everyone else, but my son, address him is a good issue, values, so maybe he can kick some ass in the future and take care of more people and do something good for society. I hope he will. I know he will. And I'm gonna do everything I can to make that will come true. This was Tron, Tron tells the truth. Have a fucking nice evening, I'm a father. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Are you ready for one last uh, joke about uh, having a kid? About having a kid, okay. Oh, yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Parent. Parent who? Parent, are you glad we don't have a little bundle of joy running around? Par parent, you glad? Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that was a great joke. That was the best knock, knock joke ever. Yeah. From. Thank you to OpenAI. <laughs> Yeah, AI is great at comedy. I've uh, yeah, yeah. So good. There's one thing uh, that's never going to get replaced uh, by AI, uh, especially it, with the writer strike. I don't is think people f fighting in the background could that be the thing that uh, are not uh, going to be shifted now. There are people fighting behind you about a car yeah. that's also making noise about in the background, but we're just going to go with yeah. it and act like that's not yeah. happening. And if it does, we'll we'll make fun of it because it's ridiculous. Mm. I have shouted that at them in which Luke uh, has been pregnant to me talking loud in which I mean you were you yelled loud enough that they would have heard you but they're oh, yeah. being they're also being really loud so maybe they didn't hear you over themselves so <laughs> also yeah. Be that, yeah. yeah TV round uh, you see any TV um, this week I did uh, not a lot but I did watch a documentary called uh, the Ashley Madsen affair this was from Hulu. Oh, okay. I think it was three or four episodes. I'm not uh, 110% correct. Uh, no, so, uh, uh, sure, sorry. <clears throat> but uh, a little... 
yeah, it was three episodes. Uh, it was really good. Um, uh, so uh, I gave a look. Uh, the reason why I know about the Ashley Madison thing before they became such a big thing because guess what? They are a big Canadian company that didn't really have anything to do with anybody here. Was this stupid ad? From from their ad company where they they had a very very stupid song where they like sang about having an affair about uh, with uh, their uh, on their wife. So uh, when this became a big thing, uh, there was uh, a big thing in Norway because guess what? A lot of people in their registry was also like Norwegian. And actually, I was a little like, whoa, uh, they mentioned Norway in this documentary. So, that was fun. Why did they mention uh, Norway? For, Just because there were so many people? Because there was a, a guy in Norway that kind of like went ballistic. Uh, but, uh, went yeah, ballistic? Uh, well, I guess, angry at... Was at he on... I, was he in the... Because I guess you didn't mention the whole thing that made it a big deal, which you called it, is mm -hmm. the hack that released all the da data on all these people. So when you say yeah. he went ballistic, was he one of the people who was revealed as Found being them. in there? Or yeah. was he in the group? Yes. Or was he one of the hackers? No, or no. Okay. He, he, he was one of the people. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, no, uh, very interesting documentary. Uh, a little on the boring side. Uh, I knew a little too much about this uh, going into it. I know uh, all I about it, yeah. Yeah, I I think it's is a it is probably more interesting if you don't know anything about it. Um, but uh, yeah, n very good interviews. Um, I think uh, one of my biggest problems were uh, that they had more women that they were talking to than the men, and to be fair, I feel like. Uh, this should have had a focus more on, like, the men that fucking, um, got, uh, the, like, uh, uh, in trouble because of being there. Uh, yeah, so, but, uh, I will give it a, uh, six out of ten, I think, yeah. I mean, it's three episodes. I, I do recommend you watch it. Did they talk to any of the hackers? That like, did they were they no. able to get a whole? That's the only way I would be super interested in this. I mean, the no. the Josh Duggar stuff. If you know anything, the Duggar family, which was like a TLC show, I want to say, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was like the one of the biggest things that came out of this, and that yeah, they and didn't so talk about that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know. It's I, I don't know if I'll mm -hmm. see it or not. I, I know, like you said, I just know way too much about the situation already to need to see mm -hmm. a documentary about it. Unless they're talking to, like, unless they have, like, inside info, like, about who's hacked it or anything like that. But, mm -hmm. yeah. You, did you give it a score? Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, 6 out of 10. Oh, well. Maybe 5.5. .5. Then maybe I should see it. I don't know. If it's above a 5. Mm. Yeah. I saw a Nat Geo, National Geographic Channel show called mm -hmm. Never Say Never with okay. Jeff Jenkins. Um, never heard of what Jeff Jenkins name? before. No, that, that name rings a bell, though. 
I don't... He's like a... He says he was definitely some kind of like a... I don't know if he's like a an influencer, you know? Maybe he's like an Instagram or like YouTuber, but I don't... I've never seen him before. But the whole show is like he's a... Oh my gosh, are they being loud or are they being loud? Um, he's like a fairly overweight fellow, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. And it's a travel show where he goes and does things that normally overweight people wouldn't do. That's the whole premise of the show, right? He even mm-hmm. says it in it. He's like, I'm a chubby black guy going and doing things that normally chubby black guys don't go do. That's the premise of the whole show. So there's only one episode out. In this, he goes to New Zealand, and he does a bunch of things that you do in New Zealand, like learning the haka and, um, you know, Mm. eating local cuisine and going uh, river rafting and things like that, you know, that... Mm. it's So it's interesting, and the guy himself, this guy Jeff Jenkins, is super, like... Uh, charismatic and interesting and funny, but they totally do him dirty because they over edit and over script the entire show. So like you have this situation where he is like, I want to like him, but because they overly script it, it all seems disingenuous. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that is the real drawback of it. As far as a travel show goes, if you like travel shows, it's probably super interesting because, like I said, he's super charismatic, super funny, uh, and it's got co- like it's got an interesting twist to it that like he's doing things that it's getting him way out of his comfort zone because of his weight. So I don't know. I mm-hmm. think it's definitely like interesting, but very scripted and very kind of like mm, feels feels fake. Yeah. So I'd give mm-hmm. it a. I'm gonna give it a three point five. Um, I'm going to talk about Myth of the Zodiac Killer. I think this came out uh, yesterday, I want to say, on uh, the cock, uh, as I call it. Peacock. That's that's my nickname for Peacock, the cock. I think that's pretty good. Like how yeah. HBO Max went to Max, they should just go to the mm. cock. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think that works. I, I I can see absolutely no problem with. I don't see any issues with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, there's nothing else called that. So, uh, but yeah, um, uh, it is a docu series that is very interesting because it entertains that idea that the Zodiac Killer uh, never existed. Uh, so. There is this uh, English professor and uh, fucking lover of Hawaiian t-shirts, uh, that's for fucking sure, uh, that has this uh, theory that uh, the uh, killings and the cryptic letters were not connected whatsoever. And in the two first episodes, uh, he uh, insists very much like uh, that the Zodiac Killer is a fi- fictional character that he is like invented, uh, and he uses his time more or less in the two first episodes, uh, uh, like saying that he d- didn't exist uh, whatsoever. Uh, it is just two episodes, by the way. Um, but. Uh, 
of course, uh, they are also interview a policeman that uh, uh, w- w- was very uh, involved in the case, and he goes uh, and uh, uh, tries to d- disprove his theory, and. Sometimes you agree with him, and sometimes you like fucking hell. This guy is unhinged. Uh, so there are a lot of things that uh, the myth of the Zodiac Killer. Uh, I think it is one of the better documentary series I have seen because of this. Totally insane, but extremely interesting guy that I have never heard of. I have never heard of this theory, even that uh, him misspeaking and coming out is with his looter cross uh, uh, claims and things like that. It is extremely, extremely interesting. I am going to give it an eight and a half, actually. Okay, top of the hour, uh, everybody. So uh, we'll do the weather now. Yeah. Is, is that what? No. Uh, uh, the horrors. Let's do the weather. <laughs> right? Yeah. We're a radio show. Mm-hmm. The horrors of Dolores Roach. Uh, we both watched this together. It had yeah. a bunch of people in it that you would know, um, but they're mm-hmm. kind of like all. Well, act, background actors, but the main character, we've definitely seen her in a few things, right? We've found out. We looked yeah, her up, she, I know that. Yeah, yeah. No, she was in, in one of my favorite shows, uh, Six Feet Under. Uh, right, as, that's right, okay. Yeah. It's about a woman who gets out of prison, and she had like a sordid past. We would say she had a boyfriend, mm-hmm. and they were drug dealers, and they were doing what they needed to do to survive, like in a, you know, in, in the in like a in like a bad neighborhood kind of situation um Mm -hmm. she got arrested on like she didn't actually do the crime whatever that's called unjustly yeah there you go Mm -hmm. uh and so she gets out years later she's way grown up and now she goes kind of she wants to be on the straight and narrow but realizes that her past is not only catching up with her, but she may need to like do some of the things she did back then now that she's even now that she's older. So right. And she tries to, to, uh, start over her life with becoming a masseuse. Right. Uh, But you know, like I said, the past catches up with her. Uh, mm -hmm. it's based on a podcast. We found out. (laughs) So there's that. And I think there's already a season two coming out. I don't know. It wasn't really my cup of tea. I don't like these kind of mm, podcast uh, murder mystery shows most of the time, unless they're like more yeah. comedic than this one. This one was it's supposed to. It felt like a comedy, but I never laughed. Is the problem? Uh, yeah. Other uh, than saying that. Uh, I think they totally made a pilot episode, sent that in, uh, then made a better show the second time they tried. Because episode 2 felt like it, it should have been episode 1. Well, it was like uh, a reset. They like were like, yeah. oh, they did episode 1 as a pilot, and then they realized, oh, if we're going to continue the story, we're going to have to 
redo a whole lot of things to like make the story make sense. Right. So episode two felt like, like I said, they restarted uh, the whole series after episode one, which is a little weird. Extremely weird. Just add, uh, like I would have just re-edited episode one, or maybe like added some yeah. clips, you know, to make I episode agree. one work. But they, yeah, uh, that's not how Hollywood works. So, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, episode one was terrible, but episode two was good. So it's kind of like hard to give it a score. I saw one more episode, uh, so <laughs> I think it's a little bit. 4.5. That's exactly what I gave it. So, yeah. I think the cinematography was really good. A lot of the acting was yeah. good. The storyline just got lost in those in between those two episodes. I I'm two episodes and you're out because of that. Mm. Um, also, it just feels a little generic podcast murder mystery show. I just feel like we're ha mm. there's too many of these now. Uh, we're going to talk about another one in a second. So. Uh, oh, do you mean Miracle Workers? I don't, but we did see <laughs> Miracle Workers Season 4, Episode 1 and 2. Did you see both episodes, or...? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. End Times. Uh, so fucking funny. I I love this uh, season's premise. It is so good that we're uh, in this apocalyptic... Uh, post apocalyptic world uh, it fits the story so fucking well and especially like this, this being the last season as well it is so funny I it is one of my favorite sitcoms like ever like it is so funny I was not a huge fan of the last season but mostly because I'm just not a fan of like oh. old west like I don't okay. like old west themed things I, so that I was I think that yeah. was my least favorite season. This one is definitely... They're going for, like, a comedy Mad Max-style yes. uh, feel very to much. it. And it yeah. it's very funny. It almost has a... What's the, the movie? Uh, idiocracy feel to it, in a way. Yes. Um, yes. So which I really, really like. At least for these two episodes, I, let, if I was to rate seasons and just off these two episodes, I'd say this is, like, my second favorite season. Uh, I, I would go yeah. season one, season four, season two, and then season three. So I would go one, uh, three, four. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think two. Yeah, I think two is my least favorite. I thought that one was funny. It had. Oh well, maybe it was just because it was you know so much different than the first one. Where if this is right. the last season, which that's what we heard. Hopefully they mm -hmm. go back and wrap up everything in and connect in it back to the first universe? season. Yes, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah, so we'll see if that uh, actually and, and also, I don't really know where they could go from this because this is, like, set so in the future. Well, I think I really, yeah. the world maybe gets blown up is what I was thinking, like nuclear... And that's what I'm thinking yeah. as well, yeah. Nuclear annihilation, maybe? But uh, you were talking about based on a true story episode four. Holy fuck! This episode ruled. Episode four. Love. The this. survivor. CrimeCon Las Vegas. Anna and Nathan surround themselves with thousands of true crime addicts. That's like the whole mm -hmm. uh, description. I mean that 
yeah, that was... I mean, we last episode I thought was just going to be like the, uh, the Crime Con episode, but we stayed right. there for this entire episode as well, which I thought was a little strange. We were right about mm-hmm. the suicide angle from last episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting that their deal with him was, hey, don't kill anybody. And then he he was able to figure out a way to have somebody kill themselves so he didn't have so, to kill them. Yes. So he didn't actually yeah. technically break the the agreement, right? Yeah. No! <laughs> Is that a 110% true because of what happens in this episode? Well, I'm saying with that, the, from, the right. la- from the last episode, he didn't yes. at any point, yeah. But this is the most bloody episode so far. Fucking hell, I love this episode. It felt like... I, the, the amount of blood in this one was out of place with the rest of the series, almost. I loved it. I loved it so fucking much. I had a giant smile on my face. Here's a question. Is I, actually, like, I, 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 like, I like seeing him go insane in his brain. Like, uh, uh, like the bloodiest scene in this... Uh, in this episode was a figment of his Im- imagination. It was a daydream. And I yeah. fucking loved that aspect of it. The only other because, time we've had that yeah. is when she had the daydream, the daydream sex scene right. in the last episode. Yes. Yes, but I love this. I love I like this much better. Uh, yeah, this is by far my favorite fucking episode. I don't know I, if you noticed, um, but there's... Mm. I don't... Maybe I'm wrong, but isn't she supposed to be pregnant? Uh, yeah. Why is she they drinking alcohol it. and doing drugs in this episode? Uh, they talk about it in the bar. I know, but but still, like, is that they say? Oh, we're in Vegas, so yeah, that doesn't change she the doesn't fact care. that no, she's a bad human being. That's uh, that's the whole like, thing. And her friends yeah. are also like just cool with her mm-hmm. doing ecstasy while she's pregnant. Yeah, and her fucking baby's daddy. I just don't... <laughs> it just... Yeah. Nobody was like, hey, uh, you're pregnant. Like, anybody in the club, even. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just, That was a little hard for me to suspend disbelief. But other than that, it was really good. Uh, another good cliffhanger. Uh, probably the best cliffhanger so far. No joke. You gotta remind me. I don't even remember what the cliffhanger. Uh, oh, his girlfriend, uh, or the the lady that he's interested, uh, opens his phone and uh, he gets a message uh, where uh, uh, he she looks at it and she sees, sees that they sent uh, him a message of uh, like we need to talk I about. I thought it was the couple's phone. I don't think it was the killer's phone. No, it said, uh, we need to talk about it, uh, meet us outside. Right, okay, that's what I thought. Oh, I I thought maybe it was the... No, because the the way it was worded in the text, it Mm. said, you need to meet us outside, and they, at the time, were both outside in... Remember? Because they... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. They were still both outside in the lobby, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter whose phone it is, to be... I guess that's the point of the cliffhanger, is we don't really know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to give this episode an 8. I give it a 7. Yeah. Yeah. There were certain parts I didn't like about it, but overall it was a really good, like, m- moving ahead of the story. Like, there was a lot happening, mm-hmm. so. 
Uh, Eurovision news again. Uh, we talked a little about this. Uh, uh, one of the earliest uh, Eurovisions in a very, very long time. Uh, so the semi-finals will be the 7th and the 9th of May. And the grand final will be in uh, the 11th of May. That is really early. You uh, gotta get ahead of the invasion of Russia. Oh, I didn't say... Um, uh, what? I didn't say that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we didn't. Uh, we haven't said it would... In, yeah, where it would be. Yeah, yeah. yeah it will be in uh, Malmö. Uh, in Sweden, of course, uh, Malmö uh, Arena, one of the most beautiful arenas in Europe, if you ask me. I have I have been there before, so um, this will be the third time they have it in Malmö, and they had it in 2013, and that was when I was there. So, oh, I do you went there that. for the Eurovision? Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, what did you see there? Yeah. Okay. Of course I went there for Eurovision. Well, I, I mean, you could have gone there for some other concert, some other, you know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure true. they have other events there. No. They uh, don't just do Eurovision. They live on Eurovision. <laughs> they, yeah, they only use that, like, once every 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> no other people are <laughs> Seems like a waste of money, but, you know... Whatever. No, no. That, uh, no not with uh, Sweden like we're winning Eurovision every fifth year. Yeah, they, they they need to have a stadium like ready for hosting Eurovision. The guy who yeah. keeps it clean is just like one guy who's like dusting everything for years and years and years. <laughs> uh, Jackass uh, star Stevo uh, was in detained in London. After trying to jump off the tower bridge, uh, what do you think about this? It says he continues to outdo himself. This time he was in London performing a stunt that ended up getting him detained by local authorities. The television personality jumped off the jumped off the tower bridge, prompting a com- uh, promoting a comedy special and detailed what happened. It's this is from him. I was detained by police after doing the jump off the Tower of London Bridge yesterday. They were totally cool and understanding that I'm... And understood that I'm super excited to be taping my third comedy special on Friday, July 14th in London. So yeah, it was all a a stunt Mm -hmm. for people to come check out his comedy special. I know he does, like, his comedy shows are like a combination of stunt work and comedy like it's more it's not just like a stand-up special i guess is my point yeah mm. uh then we have a judge that rules that lady gaga doesn't have to give a reward to a dog napper what is this all about yeah this was a story from a while ago but uh mm-hmm. it says here in 2021 lady gaga's dog walker was shot the they lived but her two French bulldogs were stolen. She later uh, offered a half a million dollar reward for anyone who could provide information behind the heist. The dogs were eventually returned by a woman named Jennifer McBride, but she sued Lady Gaga after the pop icon refused to give her the half a million dollar reward. Two years later, TMZ says that a judge has dismissed 
her lawsuit against Gaga, meaning that Gaga is officially off the hook and doesn't have to pay her, uh, and all because <laughs> McBride was involved in stealing the dogs in the first place. What? Yeah, that what? totally makes sense. Uh, yeah. It says here, one of the people who helped steal the dogs was there when the dog walker was shot later, took the dogs to the police, claiming she had found them. So, she was mm. charged with one count of stealing, receiving stolen property and one count of being an accessory after the fact. Yeah. Uh, the Emmys also came out uh, this week. I will uh, just say that uh, Succession had 27 nominations. The Last of Us had 24. Dwight Lotus had 23. Uh, HBO will, uh, led uh, the nominations with 127. Uh, second one on the list was PBS with 120. Three in nominations, uh, yeah, and then there's like a big jump uh, down to the third one that was Apple TV Plus with fifty four nominations. Uh, nothing super interesting, other that then I will say that I find it very very interesting that House of the Dragons, one of the worst shows of this year, uh, got a nomination. Uh, Audible trial. AudibleTrial.com forward slash ADC. That's AudibleTrial.com forward slash ADC. If you want a free trial to Audible uh, for 30 days, you get a free book uh, or some type of media of your choice. Cancel before the 30 days is up. You get to keep that media uh, for yourself, and it helps us out, so go do it. Movies. Have you seen any movies, Luke? I have seen some movies. Yeah, I saw uh, The Outlaws on Netflix. Did you watch okay. The Outlaws or not? I know No, we it talked got about so it. so bad reviews that I was like, nah. Oh, okay. Um, it was not great, I'll say that. Uh, uh, it's, it's fine, though, for like a comedy action movie. It's about mm. uh, a guy who's getting married... And his in-laws show up for the wedding, uh, mm. and they happen to be bank robbers. Hence the name Outlaws. Uh, it's got Adam Devine. He's very funny. Nina Dobrev is mm. plays his wife. It's got Ellen Barkin and Pierce Brosnan, as well as Lauren Lapkus. So it's got a lot of people, like a lot of good actors. Everything is, you know, pretty standard with this movie as far as like mm, comedy action movie. It's definitely mm. ma like made to. Uh, for a broad audience, if that makes sense, it's not—it's not trying to be anything like super sophisticated or anything. It's made for, to, mm, for like a b as big an audience as possible. And sometimes, you know, in that kind of situation, uh, people look at it and go, "Well, this is just kind of like boring." I don't know. It's mm. funny. I like Adam Devine. Most of it was—it uh, was entertaining enough. It's definitely a popcorn movie, so I'd give it like a six. Well, uh, I saw a movie that has 86% uh, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, 85 on the audience score, called The Blackening. Uh, it's supposed to be a comedy horror. Do you know what I hate most uh, in the entire world when I watch a horror movie? What? When I figure out 
uh, who and why the murder is uh, before the big plot. Isn't this like a like, scary movie type movie though? Um, that's what I no. thought. Oh, it's not. Okay. It's trying to take things serious. Uh, in 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 a comedy. Oh, well, it's trying to make comedy of. Uh, uh, I mean, the whole aspect of them all being black and like. Uh, there's a very. Uh, I will say there was one joke that really got me, and it was when they decide to split up, and they make a, ho- a big like hoopla about that, but. It was so fucking obvious of like who it was, ex- at least from my point of view, that it destroyed the whole fucking point of the fucking movie. And I was like, it is this guy, and this is why. And I guess that in the first like 10 minutes of the fucking movie, it's just like it irritates the fuck out of me when I'm smarter than what the movie is laying out. Like, I. I yeah, I, th- I thought the manuscript was really, really bad. Uh, the acting is okay-ish. Uh, I'm going to give it a 4. Maybe 3.5, actually. It is probably my biggest disappointment in quite a while. Okay, I saw... Yeah. What else did I see? Oh, I saw Linoleum. Did like. What? Yeah, didn't like, I said. Oh. Sorry. I thought you said female dog, and I was like, what? <laughs> Are you calling me a bitch? Is that what you're saying? Um, <laughs> I s- if I want to call you a bitch, I would call you a bitch. Don't worry about that. Uh, Linoleum came out in February <laughs> uh, with uh, Jim Gaffigan and Maria mm-hmm. Seahorn, who you would know from like Better Call Saul. She was the, mm-hmm. the love interest in that. Um. It's a very good movie. I had a lot of fun with this. It's very sad. It's definitely the ending is okay. very sad. I'd say that. So if if you're not in, if you don't want to cry, don't watch this movie. But if you do, mm-hmm. the whole beginning of it's very fun actually. But the ending is is the sad part. I'll say that. Um, it's about a guy who is kind of a Bill Nye type character. He's got like a science, a kids science TV show. Okay, but it's getting taken over by somebody else. Uh, and he has always, like, before he got into the TV show thing, he wanted to be, like, a a serious scientist, obviously. He wanted to be an astronaut. He was into space. And so Mm. his life is kind of falling apart because he's not losing his job, but his his, uh, spot on the TV show is getting taken over by somebody else. The exact same Mm. time, a satellite falls out of the sky into his backyard, and he decides maybe I should just build a rocket myself and go to space. Uh, Mm. So, yeah, it's kind of, like, about his midlife crisis and also about, like, uh, I can't really ruin the ending, but it's very, very good. I had a lot of fun with it. It's so well put together as far as the storyline goes. um, I'd give it a... I'm going to give it a 8.5. The second movie I watched was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, So, uh, I have to give this uh, preference uh, before we talk about this. I did not like the second Guardians movie whatsoever. Um, 
I thought it was uh, extremely bad. Uh, did not like it whatsoever. I know that a lot of people do like that. Uh, but I do love James Gunn. Um, and uh, this is supposed to be like the last Guardian movie. Uh, so I went in with super low expectations. And I think that helped this movie, because guess what? I really, really liked it. It is probably my favorite MCU uh, movie in quite a while. Um, I thought it finished uh, the Guardian's story very well. Uh, I did not remember when we talked about this in another, like, digital citizen round uh, that Sylvester Stallone well, was in this. So when he all, uh, all of a sudden showed up on screen, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, <laughs> um, that was very funny. Um, uh, it was someone else that I also had, like, oh, wow, they are in this movie? Holy moly. What the fuck is going on? It sounds like a fire truck. Wee wee. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was a Norwegian fire truck in the background. Um, uh, this show is all over the place when it comes to sounds. Uh, uh, anyway, um, yeah, uh, I really, really like this. Uh, shockingly. A good conclusion to everything. Oh, Nathan Phelan uh, all of a sudden showed up and I was like, Nathan Phelan! Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 7. I uh, really liked it. Uh, it's a stupid popcorn movie, so don't expect too much. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, of the Three Guardians uh, movies, this is my second favorite. Sandra O oh is in the in the news. Uh, oh, <laughs> Sandra. Oh, would she oh. would love to write, reprise her role as Vice Principal Gupta in the third installment of the Princess Diaries, which is currently in development. Mm -hmm. During an interview with Entertainment Weekly on Friday, the actress had a message for the film's creative team about a potential return, saying, I am ready for the queen. Call me. I'm dying to see how Gupta has moved up in the world. Mm -hmm. If it's already in production, why wouldn't... Why would they now be like, oh, well, yeah, let's bring her. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, here, here's a question for you. Uh, have you, you seen the original, I'm assuming? I don't think so. Oh, Okay. Uh, because I was going to ask if you've seen the second one, because I have not. If I did, uh, it was like when I was working in a movie theater. Let's see. Yeah, it came 2001. 2001. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think I ever saw this. Okay. It's a very girly, girly movie. Uh, not my kind of movie. Um, but it has Julia Andrews and very young Anne Hathaway. Okay. Um, yeah. It's it's okay. I would rate it maybe like five five ish. Why was somewhere. I thinking of like the um, Princess Bride? No, the Disney Channel movie with uh, it was called Princess Patrol or something. Princess Protection Patrol. <laughs> I think you Patrol. 
The Princess Protection Program was a Disney Channel movie with uh, Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez. That's what uh, I have never ever (laughs) seen or or seen that movie. Uh, We should watch the trailer for it in the Jeremy run. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. I have never even heard about that fucking movie. It was a, it was a, like a straight to uh, TV Disney Channel movie. Okay, are you ready for a very funny joke? Uh, sure. Yeah. Do you think when Britney Spears hit herself in the face, she said, "Baby, hit me, baby, one more time"? Uh, probably not, because no charges will be filed following a brief altercation involving Britney Spears. San Antonio Spurs rookie Victor Webanyama and a member of the player security team in Las Vegas police said Friday had determined she inadvertently hit herself in the face. But uh, Spears said she was struck by a security guard as she tried to approach uh, Victor near a restaurant in Las Vegas. Uh, He said a person who found her later found out later when Spears grabbed him from behind um, mm. he had struck herself she had struck herself when somebody pushed her hand off off of Victor as he reached up to tap the number one overall draft so she she didn't really hit herself she like got bumped right. by somebody and then her hand went I in can, her own I can see why she thought uh, out of the video I have seen mm. I don't really blame her I can see why she thought he hit her. But, yeah, I guess so. It it was more like his hand hit her hand and then her hand hit her in the face. So, like, it is a little bit of a weird situation. It's like, did you ever... mm, uh, They say, like, uh, stare at your own hand when you were a kid and then somebody would smack your hand into your own face kind of situation. You know what I'm saying? No. That was a thing. People would be like, uh, I, "You." Uh, it was like read, read your, uh, do a palm reading or whatever, and you'd look at your own hand, and then they would just smack your hand into your own face. Yeah, mm. that was yeah. a thing when I was a kid. That was dangerous and could probably kill you if your no, nose went into your brain. So that is weird. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um. I want to see a trailer for a movie that I was 110% sure it was a horror movie. So let's watch the trailer for Joyride. Oh. Red band. We have to be appropriate. This is going to be iconic. Do it like that. I have a feeling that this is not a horror movie. Audrey, I got you. Produced by Seth Rogen? I'm guessing not. love a grand adventure. I heard that if you keep up with Chinese businessmen, they respect you more. <laughs> so okay. it's like a the hangover but with Asian women, I guess. People? Yeah. Not a lot of things, just one thing, but maybe different varieties. I've seen her in something. Definitely. Yeah. And I can't place it. Isn't she from Fresh Out of the Boat or something? I I was thinking was wasn't she in um Everything, everywhere, all at once. How do you know who you are? Mm. Just a garbage American who only speaks English. And a little golem. <laughs> do you guys have that here? Yeah. <laughs> it's all over the world. It's all over the world. Be adults. Are you horny? Sex isn't shameful. It's beautiful. Like the noises. Oh. Oh. 
No, the worst thing about sex is the noises. Man. Show them. There's some wars in this house. There's some wars in this house. There's some wars. Okay. Wars in this house. I'm not racist. You don't like boba and you never fucked an Asian guy. Damn, still? When I masturbate, I sometimes fantasize about Splinter. He's Asian. He's a rat. He's a good father. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, so, what is this totally Oscar-nominated movie all about? Yeah, because I didn't get anything out of that trailer. Literally nothing. But when Audrey's business trip to Asia goes to Asia, just generally Asia. That's not a mm. goes si sideways. She enlists her help of Lolo, her childhood best friend, Cat, a college friend, and Dead Eye, Lolo's eccentric cousin. Their epic, no-holds-barred experience becomes a journey of bonding, friendship, belonging, and wild debauchery that reveals the universal truth of what it means to know and love who you are. Okay, this has got a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7 out of 10 yeah. on IMDb, 82% on Fandango, 70% of Google users liked it. Uh, yeah. It's got uh, Ashley Park, Stephanie Sue, Sherry Cola, and Sabrina Wu. I think Sherry Cola is a good name. Is that th really her name? It says Sherry Cola. Yeah, I don't know if that's a real like. It probably it could be a stage name. You know what I'm saying? Is it spelled like the drink as well? No, Sherry. S H E R R Y. Sherry. Sherry oh. Cola. Wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it says, uh, sounds like you're saying Cherry Cola. Yeah, but it's yes. Cherry Cola, yeah. Mm-hmm. And those things are not the same. Absolutely not. But uh, when Wang uh, said on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie tried way too hard to break the stereotype of Asians that the only topic of conversation is about sex. They also curse so much that I don't find it funny anymore. I probably shouldn't watch it, knowing it was a typical American movie. I only watched it to support our Asian followers. But it came out to uh, disappointed. Uh, the plot is nothing new or surprising. Uh, two stars, by the way. Okay. Um, I got a good one from the IMDb. Let's see. 10 out of 10. Loved it. Funny. So relatable. From Chikmabo46507A. I truly enjoyed this raunchy comedy. I watched it with my family and laughed so hard. The jokes and storyline were so much with the times. And it was nice to see some new leading ladies on screen. Especially some Asian actresses. It was also nice to have Chinese, Cantonese, and Korean cultures represented. I hope there will be a sequel just so I can see all four different characters have another fun adventure. Did mm -hmm. did he, did they say they watched it with their family? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, from that trailer, I would not watch it with my family, but okay. Yeah, me neither. Not Probably not a one you want to check out with the kids, I guess is my point. No, not really. Hey kids, let's see this vulgar movie all about sex. Right, yeah. Uh, and then yeah. 
having to explain everything to them afterwards. Uh, I got a bad one, I guess, from also from the IMDb. One out of ten. The worst comedy I've ever seen from Colby Colby Hudson Seven. Jokes fell flat, and the audience laughed and didn't laugh. I couldn't believe how disappointing this movie turned out to be. Joyroid has no clue what its identity is. The funny parts were all in the trailer. I will admit I did laugh at a few parts, but the rest, you can't help but feel embarrassed for the actors who had to deliver these god-awful lines. Some of the actors did a good job, and some of them, well, you'll notice how amateur the endeavor is. I blame the director and the writers. It's a very low level, and unfortunately, they missed the mark on so many occasions. Wait for the stream and save your money. Well, let's talk about the movie that you really, really, really want to see. Look, I know you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called Theater Camp. Uh, it is with Molly Gordon and Ben Platt. I mean, hello. Uh, eccentric staff members of an upstate New York theater camp must band together when their beloved founder falls into a coma. Uh, I know that you love musicals, so this is up your town. Uh, 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 77% on Rotten Tomato, and 74% on Fandango. I heard the music was this written, written by Colleen Ballinger, so that's going to be good. Yeah. Um, Psycho Pass, Providence... Akan Sonumari, chief inspector of the criminal wow. investigation department, investigates the death of a professor whose research paper could shake Japan's government and system to the core. Uh, 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 7.3 out of 10 on my anime list. So mm. this is obviously an anime. Um, no other scores, and it's uh, uh, it's an anime. So there you go. I saw the trailer for this. It looks insane. Is it must be a sequel? That's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a fire, uh, or a fire, uh, or a fire. Depends how you say it, right? But there's no space. It's a fire. <laughs> a fire. Yeah. But I want to say a fire. Uh, okay. Uh, emotions run high for a group of friends uh, in a holiday home. By the Baltic Sea, as uh, the per perched forest around them catches a fire, uh, has no one you would recognize in this, but it has a very good score of 89 on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.7 uh, .7 out of 10 on IMDb. It looks like it's a German movie. It says language German, yeah. It sounds like it's maybe a um, climate change movie, maybe, is what I'm thinking. This world is on fire. Uh, Black Ice, exploring the history of black hockey players from the creation <laughs> of Canada's Colored Hockey League to their inclusion in the NHL, highlighting the often overlooked and marginalized contributions to the game of hockey. Uh, directed by Hu Hubert Davis. 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. I'm not seeing a Rotten Tomatoes at all. So, mm. Documentary, obviously. Uh, two tickets to Greece. Uh, it tells the story of uh, Bladine and Mangeline. Uh, it has 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 68 on Just Watch, uh, and 5.9 out of 10 on 
Filma Finite. Uh, no one I know. Oh, Christian Scott Thomas is in it. Oh, okay. Okay. The Modelizer, uh, a Hong Kong tycoon bachelor who's only who only dates models, meets his match when he stumbles across a Brazilian model who refuses to play by his rules and ends up not only falling for her but also discovers the meaning of love along the way. No yeah. scores. Directed by Keoni Waxman. It's got Brian Byron Mass and Nick Hun. So. Mm. And this guy, hey. Nick Hun, I think is, he's a Thai, um, Thai when he, like, no, an, Thai, oh, no, it says he's Korean, but I think he's oh. a Thai rapper, that's what I remember hearing about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh yeah, he's, he's a Thai rapper, yeah, okay. Well, I know that theater camp is your number one, uh, what else do you want to watch? Uh, there's not a lot going on here, is there? Um, no. Honestly, maybe the anime, I guess, looks yeah, the most interesting. I was, just, I was just going to say that. So Psychopaths sounds the most interesting. I cannot stand Ben Platt. I didn't say that yet. I know. But he is, <laughs> he is the most, one of the most cringeworthy people in, in the entertainment industry. Is there a good Ben Platt movie? I don't think there is. There was that TV it's show he was in that was about the him being a, the presidential candidate. Or what? That was a pretty good TV show. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. yeah. But that had nothing to do with him. <laughs> well, he was one of the main characters, but yeah. Right, but it had nothing to do with him. Uh, oh, in, oh in, being good, yeah. That's, yeah, I guess right. so. It was the story that was interesting. Yeah. What was that uh, show called, Dan? I can look it up. That was a good show. Uh, next week we will talk news of the week, TV and movies of the week. We will do a based on a true story, episode 6, uh, another digital review of Final Cut. That has to be our movie. Not You can't call a movie Final Cut and not be a horror movie. It's actually just an, uh, an video editing tutorial is all it is for is made by apple tv plus yeah yeah the program yeah uh it was called the politician actually that ben it Platt was from. called the politician it's like the most it was yeah, obvious answer yes. I, I was like that can't be right but it actually is okay Okay, uh, Jeremy Round, guess what? I was very happy this week because uh, Microsoft won their FTC fight uh, to buy Activision Blizzard. And uh, now you can ask me, why are you so happy about that, Fro? Yeah, why are you so happy about that? Uh, because guess what? I have an Xbox. I have just gotten an Xbox, and this will make more exclusive games for my Xbox. Oh, that's kind of good. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, it says California judge is allowing Microsoft. To California judge <laughs> is allowing Microsoft to close the acquisition of Activision Blizzard after five days of grueling testimony. Microsoft still faces an ongoing antitrust case by the Federal mm -hmm. Trade Commission, though, uh, and has listened to arguments from both FTC and Microsoft and decided to deny the regulators' request for an injunction. So, there's still this. It, there, this is an ongoing thing, but this is one. Yeah, but step. it's a big step in the right direction. Well, right I mean, direction for is. you, I guess. It, this is very right. like, yeah. It, this oh is, yeah, yeah, no, I don't care about anybody else but me. Right. So this is a totally selfish thing. 
Because this well, is like a mon monopolization of like yeah. the video game yeah. industry, which is not good oh, in the yeah. long run, probably. But for you, in the right. next few years, it could be good, I guess. Yeah, it's really good for me, and I only care about me. I mean, why until else? in two years they decide that every video game is going to cost one hundred and twenty dollars a piece, dollars, and then you're yes. and you don't have any other competition to go to, then then, then you're going to not be oh, super oh, happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, nobody complains. About it when when it's uh, for selfish reasons. No, of course, like it's it's about. I am kind of joking and and being facetious, but uh, uh, but yeah, no, it's it's uh, I I do think it's uh, it was a very weird case because it it gave a very big like insight to both how PlayStation and Microsoft like is thinking when it comes to consoles and things like that. So from that point of view, it was kind of an interesting case, I, I guess. Okay. Um, let's see, other Jeremy Round stuff. Oh, Threads is like the big talk of the internet right now, obviously. Threads is yeah. like the competition to Twitter made by the Zuck. Um, the Zucky Zuck. Mm -hmm. I haven't gone on there yet. I'm, I, I might check it out this week at some point and see if we need to, like, get the podcast on there i'm not really interested mm. in being on there personally but for the podcast right. it could be important i guess yeah i mean we're on twitter so i'm assuming so it sounds like there's more people on threads now than there is on twitter <laughs> already yeah. and it's only been it's been less than a week so yeah we might need to at least make like a like have a presence there you know what i'm saying so yeah mm. i might uh, tell people where to go and check us out on Threads next week. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, the Napoleon trailer came out. Uh, that was Napoleon trailer. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that was coming out. Oh yeah, which had Jacob Phoenix as uh, uh, Napoleon and uh, Ridley Scott directing. So. Uh, so they're gonna well. Because Napoleon wasn't actually that short, is what I am um, to understand. And so Joaquin Phoenix is playing him. He's not a short guy, right? So I wonder if they're going to play up that yeah, trope or not. Yeah, no, it's a rumor. Hey, I think he, he, he wasn't that high either. I, I think they found out like he was one, 1. 1.6 or something. I think that also that people at the yeah. time like were shorter. Yeah. Like, generally, so, yeah. Uh, but I do think uh, one of the most funny things when it comes out uh, with movies this week was this article that I read that uh, uh, Christopher Nolan was not that happy that Barbie and uh, Oppenheimer came at the same weekend, and everybody's, like, calling it uh, Barbieheimer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard a bunch of people saying, or a few different podcasts where people are like, I'm going to go see both movies this weekend, like one yeah. day and then the next day. And it's a little weird. I can tell you which movie I'm most looking forward to. Could it be by my favorite director or could it be for my favorite? <laughs> I'm interested director. in seeing both for different reasons, I think. I'm, yeah, I don't, I, I wouldn't say I'm. Absolutely no interest. I just in think it's weird that. For them to come out on the same weekend because they're so opposites, you know. Yeah. But I think they're also pulling from different audiences. So to get mad yeah. that they're like at the same time is silly because I don't think 
somebody who wants to go see the Barbie movie is also the necessarily the same kind of person oh, who wants to go see Oppenheimer. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's a cross a lot of crossover there, but. What do you mean a three-hour? Uh, uh, no, was it close to four hours? I don't remember. Period piece, or Greta? Uh, I almost said Greta Thunberg movie. Uh, Greta Ger Gershwin movie about Barbie is not the same. Hmm. Okay, what else happened on the internet? Oh, the Island Boys OnlyFans. Did you oh see everything God. happening with Jesus that? Christ, yes. <laughs> There's like some. They're like. I thought they were brothers. They're incest bait. They are brothers. It's the. It's like that incest baiting is what they're doing. I guess it's Ugh. really weird. Yeah. Um. What else? Oh, the Reckless Ben video. That was very good. And I'm assuming in the next couple days we're gonna get a second. The second video of the McCain Kami Manor is gonna come out probably today or tomorrow, right? I would mm. think. Um, but he did a whole video on the worst haunted house in the world. I remember when that was like a it big so news story, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw the trailer for the new Matlock TV show. Do you know who's going to play Matlock in that TV show by any chance? I had heard, but I don't remember who. who. Kathy Bates. Oh, well, that kind of works, I guess. I can, yeah. I can see that. I, I uh, yeah, she's playing uh, Madeline Madlock. Uh, Idubs lost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> on oh, yes. uh, Creator Clash Two, which means he can't pay any of the charities, and so now he's doing live streams to try to like get money for specific charities that he had promised mm. money to. It it's a complete disaster. It really is a complete disaster. I don't know if we're gonna get a <sighs> Creator Clash Three. I don't think that's happening. Do you know who I blame? Him. Oh, there's some blame to go there, right? Because of the whole Froggy yeah. Fresh situation. Yeah. But I think there was a lot of people that wanted to see it fail before that all came to fruition, right? So, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't really know what to say about it. It's just like, it's a... Uh, it's strange. I feel bad for the charities that didn't get money that they were expecting, and I feel bad for everybody that got that was involved that now it's kind of looked down upon, and they were so you know they worked really hard to make it happen. So you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you heard about the ninja drama? No. Yeah, uh, we can talk about that next week, but uh, yeah. Okay, is it brand new tea or what? Yeah. What? Yeah. What did he do? Uh, we can talk about it until next week, but uh, it's uh, insane, wild streamer drama. We will talk about it next week when we talk, uh, seen more about it. Okay. Uh, there, um, there was yeah. a Jonah Hill story that came out um, mm -hmm. on the internet. That was crazy. About him being controlling. Uh, to his girlfriend, I want to say, or was it his wife? I, uh, mm, something I, like I that. I want to say girlfriend, where he was like telling her, "You can't, you can't be on it. Instagram, you can't post specific photos. I don't want you going out." It was very Stephen Crowder like. If you remember Stephen Crowder being like, "You, mm -hmm. you can't do this. You can't do that. I need you to do this." It just very controlling, right? Um, I, 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 I have more sympathy for Jonah Hill than I do for Steven Crowder, though, I guess. Mm-hmm. 
I think uh, a lot of people don't consider with like the Jonah Hill thing is like he used to be very much more overweight than he is now, and he had a lot of insecurities mm-hmm. probably then that didn't go away when he lost a bunch of weight, right? So there, there's a, I I can understand that, but also he's just kind of being an asshole. Mm. Talking about kids, PewDiePie um, got to be a dad. Uh, yeah. I mean, we talked about it a while ago, but yeah, he actually had the child was had. Mm-hmm. The child exists now. <laughs> it's a boy. Uh, speaking of Steven Crowder, there was the Jay Aubrey doc, which was very good. Oh, that's so good. Kind of a down the downfall of Steven Crowder kind of video, but it yeah. started all the way at the beginning, which I think is very... I think he did a good job of covering everything about it in pretty neutral way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Uh, we talked about it last week uh, that uh, Logan Paul got engaged, but uh, he uh, released a video about it this week. So, and people still don't believe him, and I'm still on the fence as well. So, <laughs> I don't know what to believe. I mean, to be a hundred and ten percent honest with you, it wouldn't uh, surprise me if it's all a sham and he's really gay, like. <laughs> Okay, I didn't see that coming, but Tom, sure. Tom uh, Tom Cruise uh, marriage. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Anything else? I think that was it for uh, me. No. What was it that you really wanted to see at the end? Let's watch the trailer for Princess Protection Program from Disney Channel with Demi Lovato right. and Selena Gomez. I literally can't remember if I've... I don't think I've seen this. I think I would have remembered. It's got some of the most famous people in the world currently in yeah. it so, as child actors. So give me a countdown whenever you're ready. And three, two, one, go. Once upon a time, there were two very different girls. A princess from a small okay. kingdom and a girl from a small town. No. Never seen this. It's Prince, Prince and the Popper. It's the Steve yeah. story, yeah. Dad would go to a foreign country on a secret mission and bring his daughter back a t-shirt, not a person. They've got to team up to help this <laughs> would-be queen pass for a regular teen. What'll it be? Bowling, please. There's a shock. Find out what happens when royalty... <laughs> what the fuck? I am blending. ...meets reality. What must I do? Inventory. Shh. When you're a I princess, can... it makes you a complete yeah. moron. Selena yeah. Demi Lovato is the one that has definitely changed the most out of those two. Selena Gomez looks like Selena Gomez now. So. Oh yeah, I phys- physically, yeah, they definitely look yeah. totally different. Princess Protection Program. Okay, well, I know what I'm watching for next week. Yeah, you got to check that out. It's so worth watching. Mm-hmm. Definitely I not a terrible movie def- at all. I am definitely going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody go watch Princess Protection mm-hmm. Program from 2009 from the Disney Channel. What is the worst like Disney-related movie that you have ever seen? The worst one? Oh, I don't know. Mm. It definitely has to be one of the Disney Channel like original movies like this one. There's got I know uh, I, I mean an, an, uh, the animated ones. I, I mean the I'm thinking it's either uh I I'm thinking it's either Atlantis or um what was the other one that was terrible? I don't know. 
Atlantis was terrible. Uh, Pocahontas is up there. One of my least favorites. Mm, that's a terrible one. I, I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me. I'd have to look at. I'd have to look at like an actual like a, you know, a list. 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 Yeah. There's too many to even think of. Yeah. Have you seen Atlantis? Um, I think so. I remember the name, but that was so long ago. Was so so nothing. Was yeah. all dogs go to heaven a Disney movie? All dogs. No, I don't think that was. Because <laughs> that was a depressing ass. That was fucking depressing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was a little like uh, if a hundred and uh, one Dalmatians had a bad ending. Right. It was MGM. Yeah, yeah it wasn't Disney. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fucking hell, that movie was depressing. <laughs> it was a kids' movie too. It was about dead dogs. Yeah. It's like, what? What are we doing in the eighties? I remember like the first movie that made me like literally cry out of tears in the movies. Uh, was Benji about a dog that uh, was left behind by their family? I remember and that. Benji had yeah, yeah, and Benji had to like uh, walk over all the mountains to be reunited with uh, his family. Oh, I cried! Holy moly, I cried! Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm seeing a list here, and apparently, Jungle Book Two is the lowest rated Disney animated oh film. God, that is a terrible movie. Yeah, there it you is go. so bad. Oh yeah, the Jungle Book uh, to the Lion's King two is okay actually. Oh my God, Chicken and, Little that might be. I didn't know that was a oh Disney movie. Oh my God, is that a Disney movie? I didn't know. I didn't think that was, that but is apparently so it is. Fucking bad. Yeah, that, that that's a true. That's got to be my that. number one worst one. Yeah. I that's worse than Jungle Book two, I think. Oh, definitely. It was only like it wasn't even like a full length movie. I want to say it was like no. an hour long. <laughs> I want to say that as well. And I remember like watching it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> is that a Disney movie?" That's what it says really? in this. This is a Screen Rant article. I am I am shocked by that fact. Yeah, that I I I, I was working in the shocked. theater when that came out, and I remember people going and getting their money Holy back moly. because. They didn't realize how short it was. They were like, it's over? <laughs> what? Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. But you can't get your money back if you've seen the whole movie. So, I, yeah. Were people upset by that when you told them that? I think the thing was, like, the length of it was, like, uh, the full length of the movie was, a, like, a normal length movie. But the credits were, like, 20 minutes or something. That's what I remember the problem being that people really? got mad about. Yeah. Oh. I mean, this was a long time ago, but I, that's what I remember, at least. Hmm. Uh. Okay, uh, my name is Fro. I am a ho. My name is Luke. I am a who. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di another, digi another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.